Jody Salvo, and welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Today on our show, I'm joined with three dedicated and passionate teachers from Dover City Schools, elementary teacher, Tennille Williams, middle school teacher, Kyle Dumermuth, and high school teacher, Caitlin Dunlap. These amazing teachers will be speaking with us around how teachers have been navigating through the uncharted waters of quickly learning how to educate our kids through digital learning. They will also be sharing their thoughts on what they are seeing and sensing among their students and how parents can support both their children's learning and their social and emotional health. I'm confident that after our time together, we will all gain an even greater respect for the work of our educators. In addition, today's podcast will help us identify opportunities so we can better provide additional support to our kids as they're dealing with the major life changes amidst COVID-19. So first of all, thank you guys for coming today. It's it's kind of fun to see people. Um, good to see y'all. Um, I guess I'll start um, with elementary school. Tennille, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're doing. Um, just a little bit. Okay. Hi, my name is Tennille Williams, and I teach fifth grade at Dover Avenue. I'm the one of the fifth grade science teachers there, and I also advise our student council and our science club. Nice. Very fun. Let's go to middle school. Uh, Kyle Dumermuth and I teach um, intervention at Dover Middle School. Mostly I work with sixth graders, but I work a little bit with seventh and eighth graders as well. Um, I teach language arts and social studies. I also coach three middle school sports, girls soccer, boys basketball, and girls and boys track. Okay, so a couple of those have been impacted already this spring, huh? Yeah, boys and girls track has just been pushed off. Um, basketball, we were able to get the whole season in, obviously, uh, the the last part was mostly pertaining to high school with the state tournaments. Yeah. And Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin Dunlap. Uh, I teach high school language arts, juniors and seniors. Um, I also uh, teach and advise the teen leadership core group. So if you've seen us on uh, social media, um, they're a, a class that is all about service learning and helping uh, the schools in the community. And I also advise uh, Youth to Youth, which is a youth-led prevention program. And I work hand-in-hand with Jody. And, um, yeah, that's it. Neat, neat, neat. I know you guys all just have a passionate, uh, you're passionate about what you do and you do it well. Um, you all have been recommended to me as great people to interview. So, um kind of want to just start, how has this transition been for y'all? Maybe just, you know, how has Dover City Schools responded to stay-at-home mandate and and what's that looked like for y'all? I can start. Okay. Um, Well, so I guess the biggest change has been the adjustment that we've made to delivering content in a new way to our students. So we're still trying to meet their academic goals and meet their needs. But at the same time, uh, we're placing an emphasis on staying personally connected with our students and our families. So that has been one of the things we've worked the hardest on is those personal connections, reaching out, making ourselves accessible to the students and their parents. So what's that look like? How do you... Oh, lots of different ways because different methods suit different people. So email is a big one. At the elementary level, we make phone calls once a week, at least, to each family. So we talk to the parents and their students. So how many students is that or families? Well, we focus on our homerooms. um, So on average, 25 families. So that way we are able to 
not talk face to face, but sure, sure. we can talk to them and they can let us know what's happening in their lives. They can ask any questions. It's so nice for us to hear the students yeah. have that interaction with them. Uh, we've also been using at the at the four or five level, uh, Google Meet, okay. uh, which is a video conferencing um, system. And uh, I just did that this morning, actually, with all of my science classes. And it's so nice to see the students and be able to talk to them, have it that two-way communication. And, you know, what's really nice is a lot of their families pop in too. So oh, we see neat. younger siblings in the background waving or we see parents popping in. So just lots of different ways that we stay connected. Now, when you just said, I know you're, you're <laughs> educating and then you're connecting, are you all working more than you used to work? I mean, <laughs> just hearing you say that, yes. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yes. Y'all are nodding your head yes. Yeah, I, just to be honest with you, the first couple of weeks, I really had to chop myself down and just say, hey, once a certain time of the day comes, just to be, on, just to be honest with myself and say, once the school day's over, I'm putting this away for a little while. Okay. Otherwise, yeah. you're just you're answering emails and till nine o'clock till nine o'clock at night. Till <laughs> now, do y'all have kids at home and family? Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. I have an eight year old and a five year old, and I know your kiddos, which are amazing young people. But <laughs> yeah. I imagine they would want your attention <laughs> if you're in that house. Sometimes they're both on my lap while oh. I'm at the computer, or they're in the background, and you know, it's just been something you have to get used to, and it's the new norm, and. They, you know, I'm just as much as a mom as I am a teacher, and I love my students just as I do my own children. So it's balance that's been like my word plastered everywhere is just balancing. And, and even creating a schedule is good, too. We did that for our kiddos and because Carson's in second grade, so he has schoolwork to do, and we're trying to get Lily ready for kindergarten, so... Wow. Yeah. Now, let me just ask you, this is my own ignorance because my children are not in school anymore. Um, like, do you teach like a regular day or do you re record stuff? How, how does that I, actually translate? It's a little bit of both. Okay. So at the high school level, um, we do the Google Meets as well, like Tennille said, and those are fun because you, you get to see the kids. I mean, we're not seeing them every day. So it's fun. Sometimes their dogs will pop up in the background. <laughs> and like, yes, they get to see. And that's connecting with them too, like getting to see inside their life. And um, so Google Meets are happening, um, constant emailing. We're using Google Classroom, which the kids are so tech savvy. So they know what to do and more so than I am. Like I was just going to say, this is harder for adults than kids learning the technology. Depends on which level of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. I know the middle school, some of the kids struggle with the technology just okay. because um, I'm amazed at how many of them don't know how to write an email. Like oh, they, yeah. they, they'll, I've had to walk kids through writing an email. So at the high school level, it's totally different. I'm sure because like you can tell the kids, Hey, send me an email. Mm -hmm. And they know how. Yeah, and they know yeah. how. Sometimes certain middle schoolers do. Sometimes they don't. Now, let me ask you. I know schools provided Chromebooks in most areas, but mm -hmm. does everyone have Internet, or how does that work? Yeah, we kind of asked. I mean, at the middle school level, we asked every kid, um, do you have access to Wi-Fi? So then if they did, we made sure that they had some sort of device, Chromebooks. Um, but then for the ones that said they don't have Wi-Fi, We've provided like written work that they can, that we send home like two weeks at a time. And then they just, when they're finished, they send it back to the school. Now, how do y'all send it to the homes that do not have 
Wi-Fi? Through the mail. Through the mail. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see I'm learning something new today. Okay. And Dover has been excellent. I mean, just outstanding about making sure every child's needs are being met. Like if they don't have internet, they've looked for ways like through Spectrum who offered like two months free service. And we sent that information out to kids. Um, Another example, Staples is doing free black and white printing if a child needs to print something off for an assignment. And just communicating all of those resources to the kids has been a top priority too. And, you know, educators, something we do really well is we know how to rally. Okay. And when we're presented with a challenge, we work together to come up with really creative solutions. And wow. I mean, that was one of the most amazing things that I saw happening in our district in the first couple of weeks is that we knew we needed to deliver, you know, content and reach out to our kids in new ways. And what resources did we already have available? What infrastructure did we already have laid out? And how can we use that? You know, we have kindergarten teachers who are um, videoing themselves reading books to their students and then posting mm-hmm. it to YouTube. And because those kindergartners don't have um, email accounts yet, okay. the parents are emailing the link to the parents or they're right. posting it on our school website. So those students can still see their teachers' faces. They can still get those, you know, hear those stories. Or we have a first grade teacher who's teaching math lessons using a little mini whiteboard, you know, next to herself and videoing herself and sharing that. Um, Plus, we were asking parents, send us pictures of what your children are doing at home. We want to see that. And it's so nice, you know, for them to be able to show us um, the creative solutions they've come up with as well. Neat, neat, neat. Now, I just happened to have, I was on a Zoom call last night with some friends and one of them was an educator and um, she was just sharing what was on her heart. And it was, she physically missed seeing the faces of her kids. And I kid you not, she, tears came down her face. Yeah. And it was interesting for me because I've always really respected teachers and educators. Um, And I think in my own life, I've just been challenged that we all have, I think, God-given talents and we're equipped differently. Mm -hmm. And I realized, oh, she was equipped to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Like it just kind of took my breath away. Like the thought of not seeing her kids really was difficult. Have you all been really missing that classroom? Absolutely. And and those Google Meets, like you were saying, um, Caitlin, have just been... A highlight to my day. My okay. husband just said today, he was like, you should hear yourself down there. Cause I was down <laughs> in my basement, you know, and he's like, you should hear what you sound like. You sound so happy. And, and, you know, you just, you see their faces and you're talking to them and, you know, they're telling you things about their lives. You know, I got a new bike for Easter or look, Mrs. Williams, this is my dog, you know, <sighs> and, and Oh, you oh, do you miss that? You miss seeing them every day. Those connections. It's hard. At the at the middle school level, we don't get as much um participation in Google Meets because I think it's just a, a middle school age. Like yeah, yeah. they don't want to get on it and they don't want to show their face. They're like, oh no, I I don't look good today. So if they do get in, they mute their camera. Or they don't get on at all because they don't want somebody to know, oh yeah, my yeah. god, he got on Google Meet. And stuff like that. So I'm like always begging the kids. They're probably tired of hearing from me, but I'm like, send me an email, send me something. I'm waiting on somebody to just say hello. <laughs> yeah, you got the complicated. Age yeah, group, it is. Huh? All there's like- never a dull moment in, in middle school. There is never a dull moment. It's it's a riot every day because 
it's always different and one, two days, they won't be the same. So that's part of why a lot of people would be like, oh no, stay clear in middle school. But I'm kind of drawn to it because of the, the quirks. And I just love the, that quirky age. I swear <laughs> I do so as well. Um, Caitlin, how about you? I know you have a heart for your students as well. I wanted to piggyback off of what Tennille said earlier about this is this whole situation has made me a better teacher by far. Like, like I've had to teach myself how to upload a video to YouTube or how to navigate technology. And, um, I, I've always been okay with technology, but now I'm seeing all the creative outlets that are like the, that are important to kids and their generation. So I think what we're doing for our students is so important to them, especially at the high school level, cause they are so techie. And, um, but Tennille, thanks for sharing that earlier, oh. but um, the high schoolers, they, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but my kids have been fabulous. Um, I have juniors and seniors, so they're very independent and, okay. um, they, they're, they're doing their work, which fourth quarter for seniors <laughs> is, a, is a struggle. Um, let me guess though. They're not probably doing it until noon. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. And like, I, I do a lot of feedback, um, exit tickets with them using Google forms and just checking in on their mental health too. I think that is such a priority and they're real with me though. Some are about 50% are, I get up when I want and I do my work and I get it done. And then I go do this or, and then the other half is like, Oh, I, um, I'm very scheduled and I get right up with when the class was supposed to start. So oh, it just depends. Like they're all different, but they're making it work. And just the resiliency with these high schoolers and balancing things, they're doing great. But on the other note, my heart just really reaches out for the seniors because and I have a majority of them. Um, and just a lot of the times when we do Google me, they they're saying things that are on their heart and what's hurting them and about, you know, missing this or this was my senior year for this. And so I've had to do a lot of kind of coaching and telling them it's OK and it, it'll be fine. And I know I hear you. I know what you're going through, but it's. It's going to get better. Let me ask you, I'm assuming we're going to have a lot of parents listening to this podcast. Um, the students are sharing with you some of their struggles, mm -hmm. loss of a last season, graduation, prom. Do you feel um, the, the students are communicating that to their parents or there something parents need to be mindful of um, through the situation? And I, I'm confident as I'm looking at these teachers, it looks very different from elementary to middle to high school. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I know at the element or at the, um, middle school level, I'm always on the kids about, and I'll kind of plan my, um, first part of my week. Uh, I, I love Saturday night live. So every Monday we have weekend update okay. where the kids <laughs> tell me what they did over the weekend. So we've been doing that all year. So I've kept it in place, but I've kind of, strategically work that in to, to see what they tell me about what's going on. Okay. And I don't know at the middle school level that it's a natural thing to share things with your parents. So that's one of my worries is how much are these kids bottling up? Sure. And what are they, how's that going to affect them in the long run? What, so I, I know um, some of my kids are just annoyed because as soon as they turn something in and it pops up in my email, I email them back like right away. And they're like, yes, I'm fine. It's okay. <laughs> like, leave me alone. But just to make sure that they, they know you're not just turning something in. I'm waiting for it. And I want to know how you did. I want to, I read it. I, I see 
So I'll comment back to them about what they've put in their, their writing or what they've said, just to make sure they know that because their parents probably aren't always their first outlet. It's a friend sure. or it's TikTok or whatever. And if you take those away, I, I, that's one of my worries is, is mental health. Sure. And you know what? I so appreciate you bringing that up. Clearly, I'm from the Anti-Drug Coalition, and a lot of the work we do is focusing on building up those protective factors for young people. And in the midst of such a time as this, you know, there's so many changes. And an undeveloped brain, our young people, I mean, coping with losses, social isolation, um, you I know, think fear has been a big motivator. I mean, it's yes, yeah. some kids are some more than other, but some are nervous about things that I don't think they would normally be nervous about if we were in our regular routine. And I know that's not possible right now, but it's just, it's on our minds for sure. Yeah. And I so appreciate, and it, Dover does a great job of this, but just being so emo uh, cognizant of that social emotional piece that, you know, that our kids could be hurting out there. And just because of where they are developmentally, it might be really hard to identify that that's happening, but you know, it's very much those, um, traumas, life traumas. And, mm -hmm. and we can probably put this in those categories that can build up over time. And if we do not address them early, um, if we do not help kids get healthy coping mechanisms that can result in unhealthy choices and substance use and mm -hmm. self-harm and a lot of other things can mm -hmm. come out of that. So I really appreciate you just being on that, you know, that mental health of that yeah. child is so important. Well, and I think for parents too, I, I think it's important for them to remember that just because their students aren't coming into our building every day, the schools are still here to provide the supports that we always have. Oh, yes. So yeah. if parents have concerns or they're wondering about something, they can still reach out to their student's teacher or principal or guidance counselor and everything that we've always done to help them in the past, we can still help them with today, now, even remotely. Are parents reaching out to y'all? Like, well, at the elementary level, you know, um, the things parents have said to me would be more like, oh, they were frustrated with this assignment. So I might say, okay, well, at four o'clock tomorrow, I'll call and I'll walk them through it. Or, okay. you know, they had, you know, those are mainly the kinds of issues I've heard from parents or maybe parents saying that they miss their friends. Um, I would think, though, as they get older into middle school and high school, there might be some more, you know, issues that parents might be noticing, but the schools are still there to help. Sure. Yeah. Great. I just want to say uh, our school counselors have been rock stars at the high school mm -hmm. level. Oh, neat. And, yes. Mm -hmm. So they are constantly, we have Google classrooms just for the school counselors for the for each class there, freshman through senior. So this is a huge time for seniors to apply for scholarships. Mm, and sure. our counselors have been emailing and calling, um, I mean, just fabulous. So they are constantly connected with the kids and the parents. And um, we've been asked as teachers to check on kids that are not doing their work or who have um, just not been on classroom. And the counselors are right there with us making those same phone calls. So the collaboration and the just coming together for this has been awesome at the high school level. Very neat. Um, parents, do you think there's any helpful tips, things parents might need to know, whether it's to assist their kids in learning or that social emotional piece that you would throw out there? The, the first thing I would tell, and I've told many parents this, 
we're not homeschooling. This isn't a homeschool situation. Mm-hmm. You're doing your work at home, but we're still here. Mm-hmm. We're still here. And mm-hmm. the one thing I've told all my parents, wake the kid up. Mm-hmm. Get them up. Get them going. Get them in a routine. Don't let them sleep till noon, 1 o'clock. Get them up. Get them in some sort of routine. So at the middle school level, what, what constantly happens, and for those of you that are parents, you can go back to your middle school days of a kid not knowing how to do their math homework, and it's dinner time, and mom's upset, the kid's upset, and we have a huge battle on our hands that's about to go down. Sure. And I'm like, we don't, I don't want that. I, I want you to avoid that. Get the kids up. Get them in a routine. Uh, it's easy for me to say because I'm not a parent. <laughs> but then you have more access to your teachers during the day. Sure. And every teacher, I, I am, I will put it a hundred, every teacher, when you get a hold of them, are going to help. It's going to help you. And it's not like um, you send them an email and you don't hear back from them for, for a week. Yep. I think that's the one amazing thing about Dover is that those <laughs> they're going to get back to you and they're going to help you. But now if you email them at 8, 9 o'clock. Sure. And that's not, not fair. Yep. And, and, and that's where I've tried to get on the kids. I'm not saying you got to be up at 530 when the rooster crows, but just get up and get your day going so you don't put it off and you have more access to your teachers. So I would say with that, it's not just even getting them up. It's making sure they're going to bed on time, <laughs> making sure their phones keep, are not in their them bedroom. In that routine. And, yeah. Very important. And being a parent um, of two little ones and, and then on the other spectrum, teaching high schoolers, what I've noticed is, you know, it all boils down to communication mm-hmm. um, with my own son. Okay, did your teacher email you today? What do we got to do? Let's take the time in the morning to do it. I'll check my email. You sit right next to me. Um, and, and every situation is different. I know sometimes um, for us, my husband and I are both teachers, so we're, we're both, we're all in the house, but for some parents that one's still working out in the workforce, mm-hmm. the other one's home or they're both out. So the biggest thing I, I, you know, talk to my husband about is we got to communicate with Carson. We've got to communicate with each other because my husband might have a zoom at one o'clock and I've got one next. And so it's, I think communicating in families is huge. And the biggest thing for me is just pausing in all of this and slowing down and realizing like teachers are giving so much grace. Like we understand that family first always. And if, um, if the assignment isn't in right on time, like it's okay. This is such a unique situation, especially for my students. I've, I just have to trust in this process. And I have some that are working you know, 40 hours a week now because mm-hmm. they are helping a parent pay a bill or, and I, I have to acknowledge that and show grace. And if they can't get their assignment in right on time and they're doing the work, they're getting in, it into me and that's all they're learning. And that's all that matters because they're, they're serving their family too. And you can't, I don't think you can contest that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think this is a time when we all have to remember to be very empathetic we have to remember that everyone is facing their own unique challenges right. during this time. Um, so communication is important, especially between students and parents and their teachers, um, because someone might be facing a challenge that maybe the teachers don't realize. And once you let us know, you know, well, my wife and I are both working all day long, so we're not there to help our child or they're going to grandma's house and grandma doesn't have Internet. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know that the questions from that student might come in the evening or maybe 
that student will let us know in the evening. They have a question, we'll contact them the next day. Um, but communication, especially in terms of any challenges you're facing, I think are really important. Teachers are flexible and you know, we're, we're used to meeting the various needs of our students sure. and their families. And we're not going to stop doing that now yeah. just because we're learning remotely. We're going mm -hmm. to keep doing whatever we can to help. I think that was so helpful just to hear that, you know, um, to just realize, okay, there's just a lot of grace all over the place mm -hmm. right now. And, and Kyle, you even said, and it's not homeschool. I think, you know, those two really hit me very profoundly yeah. when you said those both teachers Parents aren't necessarily teachers just because the kids are at home. The teachers are the teachers. And and parents communicating with you all is just paramount that mm -hmm. people can understand. Oh, you what, know. Those, what, one, I'm sorry, Jody. One thing I would advise parents too is don't be afraid to email us. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid to ask a question. Like you are never an inconvenience or bothering us. We are – like we welcome that because – we can tell when a kid's struggling in our, you know, in our environment, uh, when we're in the school, like yeah. we see that, but now it's so different. Like we don't, we don't know as much other than whether they turn the work in or not. So if there's something that we assign and your child just is, is just struggling, reach out to us. A lot of us use remind parents are welcome to text us on that. We email is obviously the, I think the, for me, the best mm -hmm. way to communicate mm -hmm. with me, but um, and just getting feedback from kids, just asking that how are even like little weekly check-ins, um, if teachers can send out and, or parents can say, Hey, Johnny's not getting this. Can you please just provide additional? I don't think help. until you said that, it just made me think how hard it probably is to tell if someone's not catching something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in a classroom, you're able to see a face, yes. you're able to <laughs> see, but I'm sure, you know. Yeah. A lot of those cues that we look for. We don't have now because wow. we're not face to face with them. We don't see the look that so-and-so always makes when they're confused or we don't see their hand being raised. So we, we are trying different ways now to check in on our students yeah. and, and not just academically, but also for their well-being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we're always looking for wellness. You know, how are you doing? Can you tell me something fun that you did over the weekend? You know, we, we're always checking for those things too. So do you all think? Um, community perception of teachers is going to change throughout all this. <laughs> Have you had parents be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Jody, it was so funny. Our, I live in um, Bolivar, so our kids go to Tuskegee Valley and they just did this like teacher parade and some of the parents were holding signs like, we're ready to <laughs> our kids are ready to go back to school. And it was just, you could really tell how much our communities appreciate our I teachers. saw the cutest post the other day. How do we access the substitute teachers? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very fun. My daughter is a sophomore at Dover High School, okay. and I've always known what great teachers she has there. Um, but wow, to see it in a new way, to see the activities her teachers are providing for her, to listen to her talking to them on a Google Meet. Um, one morning she came in and she was like, Mom, look at what my math teacher just did. And it was a video he had done where he was uh, dressed up like a cowboy and, <laughs> oh my and you know, delivering it with an accent. And that was his introduction to his, Mr. Heinemann, yeah. by the way. Yay, <laughs> and, and mom, this is so great. And, you know, she had shown it to me. And then later I could hear her FaceTiming with some of her friends saying, 
did you see that video this morning? And then later she said to me, so you're going to do that for your kids, right? <laughs> I, was like, I will be creative like Mr. Hindman. So what you dressing up as? <laughs> <laughs> but seeing those, seeing the love that her teachers have for her That's in me. this new way has been so touching. And um, I always knew she had great teachers and I'm continuing to be amazed by it every day. I've, I just think uh, to piggyback off what you've said, obviously I'm biased because I work for Dover schools, but it's such a layered issue. And I think that Dover city schools has stepped up every layer and continued mm -hmm. to meet, to meet the call. Um, the, my first, when you're a special ed teacher, the first thing, it's a different world that we live in as a special ed teacher, but the first thing because of um, just statistical and socioeconomic mm -hmm. and things like that, the first thing we always are like trained to think about is a kid's physical well-being because of some of the things that we've seen and we go through. So that was our first thing is a lot of our kids have two meals a day. Yeah, how school. do we keep eyes on? So I think the fact that we've, and other districts have done it as well, but we stepped up. Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that last week, I think there was 300 meals to families and kids that, and, and I know of teachers that have been working every channel to make sure that that meal gets to where it needs to be. Um, and I always tell my kids, like, if you're not eating, nothing else is happening. What does it matter? Yep. Yep. <laughs> what does yep. it matter whether you can tell me where the adverb clause is or whatever? Right. Like that doesn't matter. And I think that's what, what we've continued to try our best is meeting those needs as the layers peel back. And I just can't say enough about the good things that people are doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I'm just going to throw this out because I can promise you, I'm so super impressed every time I work with Dover city schools. Um, but I don't want anyone in the County not to realize all our districts. They're all doing oh, yeah, oh my goodness. From it. meals to mm -hmm. just thinking outside of the box, mm -hmm. communities are coming together. And like I said, I had that girlfriend last night <laughs> and I saw the tears from her missing her students. Oh. And I have the privilege right now sitting your three faces and the passion and the love and dedication just, uh, it shines through. So um, I think it's just great for us to understand in the community how much our teachers and our school systems mm -hmm. care about our mm -hmm. kids, not just educating them. They care about the whole person. And one of the reasons I really felt so strongly about having y'all here today is because we also want to say thank you. I mean, it is amazing. And, you know, when you take a step back and realize, oh, my goodness, y'all have families and y'all have kids and y'all have the same stressors. And yet you also have 25 more that um, you're caring about and, and you're seeing need. You're seeing families that, you know, might not have any income coming in right now. And, um, you know, like you said, if if our basic needs aren't being met, my goodness, how how are we going to do all this other stuff? And just hearing the compassion and the um, ingenuity to kind of meet these needs, it, it just blows me away. Um, so I just personally want to say thank oh, you. Thank you. Very much. I'll tell you what, I'm going to just ask you, is there anything else you would want our listeners to hear or think about or know? Um or a takeaway, you know, just one major thought you'd want to throw out there. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, 
we know this is a very difficult time. This is very hard for people. Um, but we want you to know that we love your children. We miss our students. You got to sing our face. (laughs) (laughs) And we want to just keep doing our part to help, just to help give them everything that they need. Awesome. How do you follow that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely what Tennille said, but just also being a mom and a teacher, it's just, it's made me such a better mom and a better teacher just navigating through this craziness. And I'm someone who I always find a silver lining and everything. So just my encouragement to parents and students is just be hopeful. Um, know that we, we will get through this. We're going to overcome this. And, um, it's been such an honor and pleasure to be a part of this district and to be able to serve my students and even remotely, but, and I want them to know that I miss each and every one of them, um, as well. And I can't, I, I hope I, I, I don't know what our forecast looks like, but I know that through social media and other, you know, avenues, I'll get to see them again and, and congratulate them on all their hard work. But I miss you guys. <laughs> Kyle. I always just keep telling people we're here with you. Yeah, We're here with you. We're, we will do whatever it takes. We'll help you do whatever you need or if it's basic needs or academic needs or maybe you have kids that you're going to need to push a little bit further that want more content or that want more um, a challenge or something like that. We will be here for those kids. Um, and, and I always tell my kids, I'll, I'll keep getting better at this because I know the first, <laughs> couple of weeks, the first couple of weeks are rough. And I'm like, I think we all have to give ourselves oh some goodness. grace. Yeah. Like, I, I get frustrated when the technology doesn't work and I'm a grown man. Yeah. I'm like, I can't imagine when the Wi-Fi crashes and it's a kid, but uh, we're going to keep getting better at it. And uh, we're going to just keep working at it and it's a struggle right now, but it's it's going to end, and it'll pass, and we'll be better off for it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We'll survive it together. Yeah, we'll we will. It together. Yes. And you know what? I just want to throw out to people in our community, um, if, if you're making an extra meal or a card, or I, I would say consider sending it to your teachers. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like y'all have much of downtime in your lives, so... Listen, guys, I really do appreciate you coming in today. So appreciate what you're doing for our um, students and our our families and our community. Um, So that's it for today's podcast for Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition. And I just want to thank you to Tennille Williams, Caitlin Dunlap, and Kyle Dumermuth from Dover City Schools for coming and just loving on our kids and equipping them for the future. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Make sure you follow us on adctest.org or on whatever you go to to grab your podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, a member of the Get Level Podcast Network. For more information, visit getlevelpod.com or find us on Facebook. Download our podcast shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you stay tuned for more great shows that are coming soon. Mm -hmm.